Hello and welcome to the cul-de-sac, an amalgamation of ideas and synaptic connections from our brains to yours. On this episode, I am joined by Kate, a Detroit-based artist focused on designing, constructing, and evolving digital media experiences, predominantly through video, photography, and sound design. His work has been released in myriad ways, from music video collaborations with a long list of artists, to gallery presentations, and through a plethora of online releases. In the early days of social media, he gained a following on Flickr and Tumblr, influencing our generation with his iconic acid-drenched images. His work shares the ineffable feeling of psychedelics without relying on the tropes typical of the genre, and you can see them for yourselves at kate.io. Mysteries and enigmas seem to follow Kate wherever he surfaces. This conversation, for example, was almost lost to a strange series of seemingly synchronistic events, which you will notice as you listen. The audio quality is a bit poorer than usual. First, Kate's mic randomly shut off, even with a new set of batteries and an empty memory card. Then we got sucked into a temporal anomaly on Zoom. Next, after the recording finished, the high-quality audio that I recorded disappeared leaving us with only the zoom take. Strangely, the file size of the zoom audio is 3.33 megabytes, a power number, which is ironic because Kate has been the subject of a conspiracy theory concerning numerology, mind control, and the Illuminati, generated by some mysterious videos he created years ago. I have to say it was very spooky especially because I've been dwelling on the fact that most of our conversations occurring over Zoom have likely been mined for data to train an omnipotent artificial intelligence. But I digress. Sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation, which, like Kate, is truly high, high beyond definition. definition. Sick. Do we need to do any housekeeping um, before we well, start? No housekeeping. I've already swept and okay, dusted yeah. my shelves off already today. Far out. Sick. Cool, man. Um, We're good to go. Sick. Okay, we'll go. Yo, so, alright. Uh, I think I came into, uh, I think I l- learned about your work in like 2010 or something like that on Flickr and uh you have had an enormous impact on the on my artwork and on the way I think about art since that point I think it just like had occupied a place in my mind since then um and I've really always looked up to you and I think it's super dope uh, all the images that you make so I just wanted to start off telling you that I don't think I've ever told you that so there's that um yeah I appreciate that that's just up. I like I, rem- I remember like back then like you invited me to do a show in some I forget where it was even like it was in like Allen Park or something yeah and this was like in 2010 I believe yeah and yeah. I had yeah that's what I was say it was in like a hair salon that's so funny yeah but yeah that was 11 years ago now yeah time for holy shit <laughs> yeah and like I ran but into you at like thanks man like that growlers. that's like that means Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In uh, in uh, Ann Arbor, actually. 
I think it was. I think, uh, it was, I think that's where it was. I think it was uh, Crowfoot. Pon- Pontiac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you, like, commented okay. on one yeah, of my photos yeah, yeah. on Flickr, like, this is the tits. And I was like, holy shit, Tony, Tony, that's <laughs> who I am. <laughs> it's, it's so funny, somebody, so I was talking to this artist, uh, her name's Gisela McDaniel, she's, like, a painter. Yeah, I know and, uh, yeah, I was talking to her today. yesterday, and she was, yeah, she, she was like, I used to follow you on Flickr, I was like, oh my god. And it's like, some, sometimes I'll be out, and, like, People hate you with the like, uh, yo. I used to be friends with you on MySpace. I'm just like, oh my god, like, just like that whole era of time, Flickr and MySpace and all that. It's like, it's so long ago now. It seems like now, it's, yeah. It's like just Instagram, and that's that's it basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really one of the sad parts about the internet. It's like the internet used to be such a you know, like a more diverse, like, a, I don't know, wide open community. Now everything's become such a, like, you have to go through these certain corporations to, like, get anything out. Right. MySpace was sweet, too, because you could customize your profile. You yeah. could have a, a profile song. That shit was sweet. Like, yeah. now yeah. you can't really, like, nothing customizable. <laughs> no, there's no custom tag, no custom HTML. Right. Yeah. But dude, your new site looks right. Sick. You're build is that are you building the new site currently? I I actually like last night was updating it. Um I just had a landing page for a while and then I kinda opened it up to act, so you can access it now. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm kinda like I'm I'm so like picky with my like work and stuff and it's like I've never like really like released anything like substantial or like had any projects per se to like actually like showcase like i've had like a couple of things i've shown at like art festivals and stuff but other than that i haven't like released anything like in my whole career like i just like drop photos and like little videos and stuff and like right now i'm kind of like taking that more serious i have a couple projects that i'm on and i'm like this year trying to like just get those off the ground and just start doing stuff like more just doing bigger bigger things with my art and i don't know i feel like it's just like over the years i've just like practiced like all of that was just practice basically so it's now now it's like i need to like formulate everything and like make it make it proper and uh yeah that's kind of what i'm doing i was working on my website i gotta like gotta get that like set up and looking nice yeah um, I mean, you're yeah. you're pretty much. It's crazy to hear you say that because you you not you've been, you've been dropping work. I was like, just working on it like night. Uh, <laughs> I think we're like in a lag. It might be fine though. It's like in a weird time loop. Yeah, but, um, I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, the uh, it's crazy to hear you say that uh, you haven't released a lot of stuff because since I've known you, it's just been like a nonstop like assault <laughs> of of work coming out with incredible people yeah. like. Kaliucha, yeah. Rob Banks, Nanagana, like all Neil Bamboo, all these people you work with, it's uh you're like constantly making work and putting stuff out. Right, and it, and it's sick too. I look, I work with a lot of musicians and like that's one thing. Like I never like all the work I've done with these people is like at the end of the day it's like I don't wanna really like be known for like things I've done for like other people 
right. people like you know what I mean like as far as like a music video or something it's like those aren't true representations of my actual like work and like what I want to be represented like I don't want to represent myself as like a music video person like I want to like represent myself with my own work and my own creations so at the end of the day those are like collaborations um, yeah. but you know it's what? funny it's... you bring up Kelly Uchis I was literally go ahead no you got it tell me about Kelly go ahead oh yeah i was just gonna say that i, I was think, just cleaning out uh we're in a time loop for sure <laughs> i was gonna say that's that the I think lag that's work, the lag yeah, yeah like, i think oh your God. work is uh like despite working for clients and stuff you maintain this uh really clear vision through all your work like it's it's kind of undeniably like your eyes creating these what this the, these images and things like that right 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 you know but uh right. what about callie she's like a superstar now i'm like i like looked at her stuff i was like she's like one of the bigger like bigger artists that are out right now and i'm like damn like it's so cool i was just talking to a friend about her too i'm like yeah i got in trouble with her i uh when i when i was working with her back in 2013 i got in a huge argument with interscope records like the her like management and stuff um i basically like i i hit her up i was like yo let's do a music video and this is when like she released a song called table for two and it had like 5,000 views on uh, youtube mm-hmm. and i was like damn this is sweet i don't even remember how i seen it it was on, on like tumblr or something probably and uh, i hit her up i was like yo let's make a music video i love your work and we linked up in la and she we, we started filming a video for what they say it was off like her like first little like ep that she dropped and uh so we link up to do this video and she's got like her manager there and stuff and the manager dude was just like too involved like telling me how to shoot it and just like just like being annoying basically and i was like dude this guy's so annoying like can i just please just like make this freely like how i want to make it and he was just like buttoning in all over the place and i was just annoyed by him anyways got the video done and this is my like first music video that i did that like was like seen by a lot of people and uh, so it was like cool this is my first like little like thing that i'm doing and uh so i am in the editing stage of it all the like post work and it's like a day or two after i shot it he like hits me up he's like so when are we gonna see uh a, a rough of this and i was like uh first off i, I like did all this for free and he you're like on me like like you guys how he like came at me i was just like yo like this guy's crazy and uh we just started button heads a lot and eventually we were on a on a call it was like a group call with like her her manager her like producer and like we just started like arguing on the phone and like i was super young at the time so i had like an ego and like i just like i like just started like cussing him out and said some things that I probably shouldn't have said and then after that I just never worked with her again and uh, me and her were cool but it was like it was just like never gonna happen again her like yeah. whole team hated me and uh that's how that ended <laughs> dude it's <laughs> such a that crazy... video just like went crazy and, yeah. and then she it's a crazy it's a good video and it's also it's like um 
you know, working in that environment, like, you know, coming from, I think, where we come from, where we came from, because we kind of grew up pretty much in the same area, so to speak. It's like, you don't really know a lot of people who have, like, entire teams working on their artistic project. Like, everybody's right. just kind of doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I was kind of always wondering that about your work uh, and how you work with other people, like, when you get into these, yeah, situations where it's like a, a bunch of, a bunch of, like, people trying to cook in the kitchen at the same time can be uh yeah um i also just want to state that my audio just stopped so we're gonna have to use the zoom audio i'm sorry oh it's cool it's cool no worries. i don't know what happened with this like i just put this card in and it's like a 12 gigabyte card because my like my bigger cards won't work on it and it just said it's full and it's a brand new card so i don't know what just happened with that literally Weird. like Anyways, the universe, uh, yeah, we're like <laughs> lagging too. The universe doesn't want this conversation to happen, but it's going to happen. It's ridiculous. I'm sure the audio will be fine though. Yeah, it'll be chill. Um, what is uh, what's up with owls, man? I keep I've, I've seen you mention owls before in the past, and I want to know. <laughs> um, so I have like a special connection with owls. Um, a couple of things. Um, I used to live in like California, and I frequently be driving back and forth from detroit to california and it was like every time i drove back and forth i it would be in the middle of the night i'd be driving and like i'd do this thing where i wouldn't sleep i'd just drive straight through and just like never stop and uh i would be like so like i'd be tired as hell it's probably very unsafe and i would i don't do this anymore this is young me mm -hmm. and uh i'd just be like hallucinating while driving and like just like smoking a ton of weed and just like on the road in the middle of the night and like it was like every time I went across the country I'd be driving and like a fucking like white owl would like swoop in front of my car like and then like vanish like it would like go in front of my headlights and then like dip out like and I kept seeing that I was like that's so fucking crazy like it, it was like this frequent thing that happened and uh one of those summers when i was living out there i had just like took a dose of acid and i was walking up this mountain and i heard these birds chirping they were super annoying like they're like wah, 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 wah. like just like making these like gnarly sounds and i was like that's so like sounded ugly and i was i yelled at them i yelled back and i was like ah, stop shut up like and uh anyways they like stopped when I said it and I was like that's so crazy and my 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 like the acid started kicking in and I was just like all right this is crazy they just like listened to me and then I like stopped I stopped when I did this so I'm just like sitting there and then all of a sudden I start hearing like this swooshing noise like like a bird was flying at me and I'm like what the hell is that and it's like literally I look through like the trees and shit and it's eye level this fucking owl like coming right at me and I'm like, oh my God, it's coming right at me. And it fucking flew straight at my face and like ducked up like into this little branch right in front of me, like six feet from me and like literally sat on this branch. And uh, I was just like, no fucking way. This is insane. Like literally, like this is like perfect. And uh, it was these two like, I don't know what kind of birds they were. They were these little tiny, they weren't tiny. They were like just regular sized birds. And they were like heckling this owl. And I was like, damn, 
these annoying ass birds are just like picking on this damn owl like the hell's wrong with them and those are the ones that i heard like cackling and stuff and um so i'm just sitting there i'm like just watching the owl and i'm like just gonna sit here and i was making videos of it with my phone and i'm just like this is so fucking cool and uh so after like 25 minutes or so of sitting there with this thing i'm like all right i'm gonna just like leave it be and like continue down this road and uh i get i get up and i start walking away and this thing opens its wings up all the way and like charges down the branch at me like it like charged at me and i was like oh my god and i just like i was like it's not letting me leave so i just so i sat back down and like stayed with it and uh you know after another like 25 minutes or i don't even know how long it was time becomes different mm-hmm. um so i don't know how long it was but i sat there and it eventually flew away and uh yeah i don't know that's that's kind of my like owl thing um and then just like owls and like ancient mysticism and stuff i always found like interest in that type of stuff so i thought it was super cool that that happened yeah me too Um, where did you get uh turned on to that kind of stuff Uh. um when i was like 18 uh i was living with a couple friends here in detroit and i don't know like I, i ended up just getting getting turned on to that uh stuff and ended up loving it i started making music and stuff i don't know it was just like i'd I'd record like a drum track and then like lay everything else over that like it was so funny how i was recording all that as though um so yeah i i started like messing around with that and then one time like around that same time frame i was at like a party in this penthouse with like a bunch of people and everybody got dosed on acid. Somebody had a, a San Pellegrino bottle filled with like a thousand hits of acid in it. And I didn't know how much was in it. I took two shot glasses full of it. Oh my and some, God. After, afterwards, like somebody told me, I was like, yeah, it's like 30 hits. And I'm just like, yeah, it fucking felt like it. I fucking <laughs> died. Like in my mind, I like literally went through the process of death. Like. I got too too high and I like was like, all right, I'm gonna go lay down and like I laid down and just like fell into this black hole and I was just like scared as fuck. I was like, oh my god, like I couldn't get out of it. I was just like floating in this blackness, like a, a black fucking nothingness. Like I was just floating in it. And I was like, I was like, damn, I'm never gonna be able to get out of this. Like and like eventually I had to just like calm myself down and like as soon as I like became like kind of like just like relaxed in that I like got out of it and I like was in this like dream state I ended up like being on this beach and around me was like people in my life and everybody was like smiling and so there's there's this old music video by uh, Soundgarden uh, Black Hole Sun okay. and you know how in that video everybody's like has these giant smiles and shit yeah. I feel like so- something in my mind like took that and like this is my vision of this mm-hmm. and uh so I'm on this beach and it's all these people around me and they're just like smiling and stuff and uh, the sky was black and then there was this giant sun shining and it was like it was so fucking cool I loved it it was like my favorite like visual thing that's like happened in my mind and uh, so then I like got out of that and when I was like back to reality I was like this is still a dream like I everything was insane like I was like telepathically like speaking to other people like on the other side of the room. I would like yeah. go up to them like I was like, 
you know, right? You know. And they're like, yeah, yeah, bro, I know. And I'm like, oh my I'm, God. I don't like want to experience that. <laughs> I haven't like gone too far. I'm like, we're, I'm like uh, growing some mushrooms right now. So hopefully we'll take That's me, what's up. Take yeah. That's not. Yeah, it, it's just like, it's, it's a great way to like, just like, you know, explore yourself. And like, for me, like after that, like when I got like a little bit older, like, and I was like, starting to use it to explore my own art and experiment and stuff and like you know it kind of like helped me form my like whole like i don't know my approach towards art and just the way i like see things and stuff like it really was like a you know a big help in like kind of simplifying my mind and like understanding myself to you know in correlation with my art so i don't know yeah. It, it was is it, a great thing yeah it has an effect uh do you think uh i mean like because with, with these experiences in mind do you think that um like consciousness is inherent to material or do you think that like a brain maybe some sort of transceiver picking up like waves of consciousness i always think about these things because there's you know especially as making making artworks and stuff like sometimes ideas just just arrive in your mind mm-hmm. like, where did this come from or like that telepathic thing like you know that is reported widely by people who use psychedelics and yeah yeah so, i feel like there's i feel like there's definitely some like electromagnetic like energy thing that goes on that you know under these awareness apparatuses we're able to like you know our brains functioning at such a high high level and it's like we're processing so much more and like i feel like you know we're able to see details in things that i don't know like to to the normal eye we're not seeing but when we're you know when we're more aware we're like seeing these type of things so certain things might come to you that you know you're not really like receptive to when uh you know you're just like normally living so i i don't know like part of part of it is like being receptive to it like because you could do all the psychedelics you want you know all the psychedelics in the world but if you're not like open to it and like I I really feel like you have to do some studying and like have some type of knowledge of like you know or a goal or some something like when you do these things and like I don't know for me it turned into like this meditative thing where I was like all right I need to like you know I, I guess it, it kind of like showed me like this side of it where it's like okay this is what meditation is like this helps me get into a zen state of mind and then when I'm in that like creating and stuff is just like on another level like you know mm-hmm. it become it becomes so much more sacred and uh yeah you know, now now I, it's not like I, I don't have to be on it to know how to do that you know what I mean it yeah, just kind of like, like teaches you yeah yeah it's like a lesson. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you're pretty much entirely self-taught. Yeah, yeah, in definitely. Terms making images and stuff. Yeah, that's dope. Yes. Yeah. Um. I mean, what was that journey like? Uh, did it feel natural? Do you, um, um. Do you like? Do you wish you had gone to school or something like that? <laughs> Doesn't seem like you have ever needed to, you know what I mean? So, so, all right. So like I was in like high school or whatever. And like, I had moved out on my own when I was like 16. I was living uh, in Detroit or whatever. And like, I worked a pizza job 
I made pizzas and shit. Mm-hmm. I made like $250 like every like two weeks, something crazy like that. Like it was insane. And uh, I was still going to high school and all that during this. And uh, I think it was like, I had like good grades and stuff. I was supposed to graduate early and they had like held some credits back on me. So I was, they were like, you have to stay for this last semester. And I was already planning on like just being gone, like traveling and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just dropping out. Like I just dropped out of high school, like fuck this. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I just started like traveling and stuff a lot. And uh, uh, what was it? It was like probably like a year, at the next year basically, I was like, oh, I'm gonna like, go to school like an art school or something and like so I applied to the San Francisco Institute of Arts and it was like some type of scholarship they were like trying to give me I like I like gave them a portfolio and they were like interested and uh, that was that and I didn't end up taking that and yeah I'm glad I didn't do that because you know a lot of like things happened in my life around that time that I'm grateful for and like experiences and stuff and i feel like if i was in school it would have like not like went the way it went yeah and uh i'm kind of grateful for the like path that i like took and the reason why i like was on my own at such a young age and stuff i was just like you know like a lot of times like our parents and stuff they don't really like understand like for my parents didn't understand what i wanted to do with my life i was like yeah i want to be a photographer and do all this mm-hmm. they just had no idea didn't believe in me or anything and like it really created like a a big like issue and uh it motivated me to like kind of like you know at that time it's not really the right motivation to have but i was motivated to prove my parents wrong and uh it really like you know catapulted me into like becoming like an artist basically so you know because i was like this is what i want to do with my life i'm going to make it happen and uh you know that was that was that yeah um, man it's super brave too i mean you you went all in it's like it's rare that people do that and it's i think when it when they do it it tends to work out really well and it definitely has yeah i was super infatuated with that book into the wild i read oh, yeah. that yeah i read that book and i was like all right i'm out of here like i'm about to do that i'm about to like fuck money fuck all this i'm going on this like ultimate adventure and uh, I kind of felt like the camera was my vessel to like travel around with and like, go experience things. And uh, it wasn't necessarily like that I wanted to like be like, I guess it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like necessarily that I wanted to be an artist or any of that is more so like, I just wanted to like go experience things and travel and all that. And you know, the camera was what allowed me to do that. And uh, that, was, that was like my vision, like, you know, I'm gonna like just go experience life basically. Yeah, and uh, that kind of just like led me to you know where I am today. Yeah, that's like I still, I still, thing about I, still I still have that goal. You know. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you're pursuing it pretty hardcore. This cool thing about the camera, I mean, as the medium, it's like it's just a free pass to experiences. You know, if you, you you're the you know that's like the best part about it. I think a lot of people are attracted Facts. to photography for that. Um, Facts. Yeah, and then you sort of, uh, I mean. You, 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 people make distinctions. I don't think people used to make distinctions about still imagery and and uh, and like you know video and stuff. And mm-hmm. it always was silly to me. And uh, it's something that you embrace. You know, you do both. You make videos and take take photos. And 
Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this other than <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, Sweet. I was thinking something that I lost. So recently, like, you know, like, it's all, like, basically all that is, like, has manifested into, like, some crazy shit lately. Like, yeah. like I was telling you, like, I've never, like, really released anything or, like, done anything substantial, but I got hit up by uh, this person in Lagos in Nigeria mm-hmm. to direct a film, a feature-length film. Oh, and uh, I'm just like, yo, that's crazy as hell. I'm like, that's, that's one of the things I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like constructing that and it's like, you know, pre-phase. And I'm just like, that's so wild to me. Like somebody wants me to direct the film, like, and I've never, I don't have any, I don't have anything to really show for other than Dude, like, you keep saying some that. Of my, it's not true. I don't know. I don't no, know. I know. I know. It's, it's like, I've never made a movie basically. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's so cool. Like, that's what I want. And it's, it's a fashion film too. So it's like, it's, it's going to be working with like the top models in uh, Africa. And I'm just like, yo, this is so, this is such a dope opportunity. This is like exactly what I'd want to do if I directed a film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Well, I know you're going to kill it. It's going to be dope. Yeah, I'm um, super excited about that. How's it been like, dude, traveling? You do tra- travel all this time through through these, like, this pandemic. <laughs> and I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. What's, what's up? What do you think? What are your thoughts on, on, on this? So I was in Argentina when it all happened in America. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was uh, down there working on a film project of mine. And uh, I was supposed to, I, like, spent, like, a I was supposed to spend like I think a week in Buenos Aires and then a week in the Patagonia like mountain range area and within a few days of being there like uh, America had announced like oh we're suspending travel to Europe and all that and I was like what and at the time uh, South America wasn't like they didn't have like any cases or anything yet it was like very like it wasn't really a thing down there yet but I was like yo that's scary as hell they're gonna trap me down here I'm about to be stuck in South America like eating empanadas like and getting fat like I can't do this like and uh (laughs) so I like I was like you know I gotta like change my flight basically so I got out of there and my whole project got kind of like just like I was I made 50% of it and then I had to come home and uh, I got back and I went to the grocery store because I had no food or anything I go into this grocery store and it's like the shelves are all it looked like you know an apocalypse like I was like this is so insane this is crazy like and yeah so I got back and I was like all right you know i'm usually like quarantined already so like the quarantine thing didn't really like affect me i just felt like i was like ha everybody has to get on my level now and just not do anything <laughs> and uh yeah so i don't know and then a lot of other things like i like i do travel a lot like here in the states like to miami and la to work with various musicians and stuff um and yeah like when i first started like flying around and stuff it was like I'd be on a plane and it would be like seven other people on the plane. And I'm like, this is kind of sweet. Like I'd have like the whole road to myself. Like everybody's making a big deal about it. Like you can't travel. I was like, there was nobody even at the airport. It's like, I felt very relaxed when I was flying during this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, closer to more recent times, like December and stuff, I haven't, I haven't flown around in like probably like a month and a half or so. 
but it was becoming more like normal again. Like a lot of people were like flying and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It wasn't really an issue for me. And then, you know, I don't know. You know, a lot of a lot of like, you know, it did affect like some work here and there, like where like people had to like stop like doing stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It was kind of interesting to it. I mean, it still is interesting. It's like we live in this new world, really, like where it's like everything's kind of different now. Yeah, and it's it actually sucks. But <laughs> yeah, I think we've given up a, a lot of freedoms, and I don't mean that in like a I don't know. It's true. I mean, we've it's like you know after nine eleven they shut down the way you could get on planes and stuff, and and now yeah. like think of all the just the I don't know. It's gonna be weird. I feel like it's just going to continue to get weirder in this world, which is yeah. probably going to... Well, hope, ho- hopefully yeah. cryptocurrencies take off because I invested in Dogecoin. Are you, cool. are, you, uh, are you a fan of Elon Musk? Uh, Yeah, I am actually. I, I think like his stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't researched him in depth, but it just seems like, you know, he's more like progressive in like certain areas than like especially like i i'd say like his industries and stuff like just the cars and all that like just seems like he's actually like taking like you know a progressive step towards like you know mm-hmm. just you know yeah. cleaner energy and all that but I, he's uh his personal story is interesting to me because he comes from south africa and his father owned like some giant diamond mine and i i wish more uh people who are super wealthy at the beginning of their lives thought like him you know right, right, right. like he's he's trying to do it just se- it seems like he's down to earth and like it seems like he's actually like like you're saying like he's like doing things right yeah and married uh, grimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> named his kid like letters yeah yeah very interesting they're like a, a equation <laughs> right <laughs> yeah Funny. um my uh my friend actually uh he was dating uh this musician who was friends with grimes and he lived in like i forget what area of la it was like los feliz or just some like random area lived in just like an apartment or whatever and grimes came over to do like a session and with her is this like dude with this hood on or whatever and it's fucking elon musk like just like chilling in my homie's house like this little apartment like i'm just like yo like that's so fucking funny and like he like they all got in his like tesla and like drove around or something i don't know the whole story but i was just like that's so funny like he just see, he seems like he's just like he's a little older or whatever and like it just seems like he wants to be like cool in a sense you know what i mean like yeah i get that feeling yeah and that's good like he should be connecting with like the younger you know younger people yeah. in this world yeah so a lot of times it just seems like these old rich people like you know that have these agendas and it's like they're not really connecting with like the youth where it's like the yeah. youth is like kind of like the, where you need to like mold you know society into like just learning and you know understanding things on like a better level you know mm-hmm. and how how things are like traditionally looked at yeah no 100 percent. yeah um dude what was uh i mean you've you've been in detroit so long um that you've seen it go through this like molding in a way too by these by these old folks you know like uh how, oh what, yeah like, what do you what was like detroit like when you first moved there when you were 16 versus today do you think it's right. on track? 
so much different. Like back then, like it was like the beginning of like what it is now. Like I think like 2008, when I first like moved down here, there wasn't anything like like Cork Town, like all those coffee shops, Midtown, like those places weren't really like set up how they are. Like it wasn't like really welcoming to like. <laughs> Now, now I feel like it's more geared towards like people like that live in Royal Oak. Like they right. feel safe, safe to come here to walk around. And like, you know, back then it was like it. I don't think like people were interested in like coming here and doing all that. And then, uh, you know, obviously because things were available and like affordable and stuff, there was that boom where like everybody bought stuff. And I'm such an idiot for never investing in anything. I like missed the window on that. And it's like. There's all these like, you know, people that I know that actually invest in stuff and they're well off now. They like, they killed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I, I know one of one of my friends bought like a building and for like, it was a huge building for like a cheap ass price. And now he's getting like multi-million dollar offers for it and stuff. I'm just like, yo, like, I wish I would have like invested and like was smart about that. And yeah. Uh, definitely learned my lesson on that <laughs> i think a lot of people feel the way you feel <laughs> yeah but i mean so, you're, yeah. right, you're young you, did you have a bunch of money to even invest at the time i at one point had like some money that i could have invested and i like totally did not i like ended up moving out to la and blowing all my money and then moving back with no money <laughs> is that when you were living in a, in a camper with your friend with the big beard um like, did you have like a teepee at one point too right yeah like so i lived on top of a mountain in a teepee one summer and then i also had like a little like the like following year i had like a camper that i lived in and uh this was like in between there one year i ended up moving to la and like I ended up like shooting a Snoop Dogg 420 party <laughs> and uh, the people that put that on like liked me or something. They were like, come to the studio, come to Paramount Studios. It was like two chains or somebody in there. And like, I started like just doing all these random ass like jobs and stuff. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just move here and like see what happens. And uh, the publicist that I was working with like got me into every event like possible. But I was just like, I was like 19 or something. I would like sucked at like networking and shit. And I like, this was an idiot. And I never like really like found anything like substantial through all that, which really exposed me to what LA really is. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I just blew all my money and then moved back to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I mean, LA is kind of like a place where everybody goes to try to be famous. I don't know. What is, what is LA to you? Um, LA is that exactly and it's like you get everybody going there that has this like pipe dream of like I want to be a pop star I want to be a famous musician or actor comedian and it's like you get all these people that go there and it's like so many people trying to do that and it's like it's just like a lot of like just it's a lot of fakeness like low-key like and uh, just too many people and yeah I don't know yeah it was it was fun while I was there but I just genuinely like enjoy the peace and serenity of Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like n- no traffic here really. And it's like, you know, I can go out at night and it's like, I can just like 
vibe out. I can go like shoot a, a film without being bothered in Detroit. Yeah. Like in LA, it's like you can't really like go out and like do that type of stuff. There's so many people. Yeah, Detroit's a kind of. I mean, it's always been a magical place in that regard, dude. Mm. And um, it's such a joy over the summer watching what you were doing with those people driving cars and drifting and shit. And oh like, yeah. Yeah, like is then the the bikers. Oh my god, you got like the, yeah. wheelie, the nonstop wheelies. Oh my god. <laughs> you, you were you so working them cl- with them closely to what was it, it was called? What, what was that called? Tell me about that stuff. Core City. That's like this car page that I do and it's the underground car scene here in Detroit like sideshows is what they call it mm-hmm. um, they'll shut down intersections the cops will come they'll move to the next spot the cops will come and it's like all night running from the cops and just shutting down the intersections and just having fun and uh, I've been documenting that for the past couple of years and it's just it's crazy like it's actually crazy like I've seen so much insane like things like being out there in the streets and like just like it's it's crazy and i have so much content from that i'm like right now i'm trying to like figure out how to like create like a docuseries out of it Mm -hmm. and uh that's kind of where i'm at with that um but yeah it's insane like and just like filming all that stuff like my little page became like the the like main page for that type of stuff and uh the the movement of that kind of spread throughout the country they call it turn shit no lame shit right and um and it's everywhere it's in california it's in texas chicago it's like it's literally everywhere now so it's like this like underground community and it's like it's it's super dope and uh i hope to do something really cool with that eventually but that that was just like what i do for fun in detroit like that was my little like i just go out and like film this shit and just like have fun basically that was my little like passion project i'd say yeah it's so it's gonna be sweet when it comes out that's what i mean it's like you got so much work tucked away and it's like yeah you need to hire like a <laughs> like your own publicist or i don't know not a publicist but like i love i love that you do it yourself like I, because you maintain through all this work this clear vision which is yeah oh man and that's just me being picky. Okay. <laughs> I wish I wasn't so picky. Like, yeah. I wish I could just release content at a, on a consistent like level of like, you know, where it's like, I could, if I wanted to, like, I could probably like do some, like, like, I guess for like Instagram and stuff, I don't really have like a, a large following on there and stuff. If I were to like release like the things that I'm doing and stuff, I could do that whole like route of like, instagram and like yeah. you know having all that and i'm like it i don't really yeah you don't need to because yeah the work is i i think these things are always like a slow boil you know like you're you're spending your life creating all this work and it's just gonna like it's gonna pay off you know one day yeah and that's kind of like my mindset right now like i'm putting together some things that are gonna be like substantial art pieces basically mm-hmm. and uh you know where i can actually feel comfortable like kind of blasting off and like doing that whole you know that whole internet thing content and just like giving people like stuff to see basically because right now i upload probably like one photo every like three to four months <laughs> that's the pace i'm at right now like yeah i have no i have no like anything like right now like and back in the day like 
it was like Tumblr and shit. Like I had like, I got like a hundred thousand followers on Tumblr back when Tumblr was like popping off. And that was like, that was my, like, that was my shit right there. Like I was able to like release stuff and people were like engaging in it. And like, then it just slowly like fell off because I didn't keep up with the Instagram thing and like doing all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't say that I really care about it, but it's, that's, that's what happened though. Yeah, I don't think you need to worry about it. You're gonna you're gonna be just fine on that front. Um, yeah. I'm just, all right. So speaking of the Tumblr stuff and the internet being this machine of content making, whenever I Google your name, it's freaking this fandom site for Mars Argo and Poppy. It's like there's this weird oh my God. theory that you've been sucked into, and it's yeah. funny because it was like it's the people who are operating on all those forums like don't get that this like started as like a parody and like i feel like all of titanic sinclair stuff is like a i, I don't know a dark parody he's also a strange like, character i wonder if like you could cynical yeah 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 it's like a cynical thing and i don't know there's probably like there's just like so much weirdness there um i don't know if you can talk about it any of it or, or yeah actually that's a great topic like i hate being involved in that (laughs) yeah it's like it's like so it's terrible because all of that information like people talking about me and stuff they have no idea like the truth of like of what it is like and what happened and all that so basic basically i made this video with mars argo in like 2013 i think it was Mm -hmm. and i re-released it in 2015 amidst all this drama that was happening with her and it took off it went viral and created this huge conspiracy and uh, it just like she got it she and she had like a huge I had a falling out with her basically and uh, she got the video removed off YouTube and it had like a quarter million views. It was like, it went viral and like within a couple days, mm-hmm. she had it removed off of there. And I was like, oh my God. And it like created this like, like if you search my last name with Illuminati, there's this like 15 minute video. It's got like millions of views. And there's like, it in that video, I did like some like backwards like recording. And it was just a message to Mars Argo. Cause I was like, you're crazy. Like this girl like went like crazy low key. Like, and I was, I was a friend of hers and I was like trying to like help her through like, you know, her like issues and all that. And uh, I was just being a friend to her. And uh, I made this like subliminal message to her in the video. And <laughs> it's like my first like quote that I'm like people, it's like a quote, it's like actual quote now. And it's like, I'm like, oh my God, these kids took this and like, re- reversed it and everything and like and they're like trying to break it down and decipher it what, what it was the quote what was the quote uh, oh, it no. can't i don't even want to try to paraphrase it like it is like um basically like she was living in an illusion and mm-hmm. i was like you need to clear your mind in order to find happiness and uh something like that or whatever uh-huh. and uh the video was three minutes and 36 seconds long and for some reason these kids turned that the time of this video into a whole conspiracy as well like 336 it became oh, yeah. this that's like a part of it number. it's like a power mm. number but like that's a yeah. strange synchronicity too it's also it's strange so because like okay these illuminati like there's so many conspiracies going on now and 
the conspiracy theories are only growing. But um, sometimes there's like a weird <laughs> synchronistic truth. I think humans just look for patterns, probably, basically. Yeah. But it's so insane how, um, yeah, they connected you to the Illuminati from Dearborn Heights. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I, I like, I do love that aspect that it like was an organic, like, ARG style, like, thing that happened. And I was like, that's hilarious because none of this was the intention and these like kids just like created this whole conspiracy basically and it's like it's like yeah. still it's still there and like I don't know, it, people still make videos and people are still like interested in it and it's just yeah. like it's so funny it's like been years at this well, point did you see did you see that um or ever hear about that uh that ho- the hotel in LA what's it called the one the one with that there was like a viral video that of some girl in an elevator like moving the Cecil Cecil yeah, the, hotel yeah, the Cecil hotel like this poor woman had like bipolar disease like she was bipolar and she ended up drowning herself in a in a in a water tower on top of the Cecil hotel and it yeah. turned into this giant internet conspiracy and, I, and people uh-huh. just love to do that like as soon, if there's like a weird mysterious video and it has a 336 power number in it like that is going <laughs> to be like turned into there's going to be picked up on because these people yeah. are obsessed yeah and i really love that video and it's like if i ever try to post it again th- these people just attack me they're like oh why are you releasing this video again blah 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 it's like i actually like just like love the video it's yeah. amazing for me like and it, it's lo-fi and it's just like it's just like perfect like yeah um the titanic sinclair and poppy basically just like take that whole like weird thing that occurred between all of you and just start riding it out onto the next phase of their artistic creations? I actually have never spoken about this with either of them. And I feel like, yeah, like I feel like low key, like all the conspiracy and stuff, it's like, yeah, like it was just like, you know, played with like extremely like, you know what I mean? Like, cause you can say anything to these kids and they'll just like turn it into like something ridiculous. So it's like, yeah, like, I think even the numbers and everything like I think Poppy did like some 336 thing or whatever and like yeah. just all of it like ended up coming back to that video that I made Loki like <laughs> yeah I don't I'm like how is it all like coming back to the damn video it's so funny and um yeah it's cool uh there needs to be some essay written about these things because it's uh yeah it's, like, <laughs> it's it's a weird um there needs to be an happens. art exhibit about the conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, dude. Um, any any like uh, exhibits coming up? I mean, you've you've done exhibits at like Play in Detroit. The like you showed Moksha there, right? And, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I did a couple uh, of group shows with them where I showed some pieces. Yeah, and then uh, out in Portugal, I've done three years in a row. Uh, this festival called the New Art Fest, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool, and they like flew me out there and stuff. And that was, I, I love Portugal. Like I'm so glad I got to go out there. It's yeah, like dude. my favorite favorite place. I could live there. Lisbon it's amazing. Super tight. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've just shown like little pieces here and there. Um, mm-hmm. And I got I got this like print series I'm working on called Anomalies, where I'm making these large format lenticular prints. They're basically animated prints. They change depending on which way you look at them like what angle you're looking at them Mm -hmm. um funny thing about those i did one with poppy yeah oh yeah yeah, i did 
I did one with Poppy and um, I'm not friends with her anymore. She uh, she did some crazy shit to me. Um, I'll talk about this right now, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was with her. I was like working on some stuff in the studio with her and I made a print. I made this image, this glitched out image of her, one of these lenticular prints. and. I was like, um, we came to this agreement, like, oh, she was gonna, we we're gonna do like a series of thirty-six of them, mm-hmm. and oh, put them on, put put them on her website, and uh, so I was like, all right, like, you know, let me get like a con. I had a manager at the time. I was like, let my manager give you a contract and like be like make this legit, and you know, I'll produce these items for you. And she was like, oh, no, no, let's not have all these people involved. It's just, we're friends. Let's just keep it between us. And I was like, all right. I've been friends with her for like five years. She would literally call me and like vent about like industry shit and stuff. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I felt like low key, like kind of like a closer friend to her. And uh, anyways, I didn't even know what was happening. Her and dude, she ended up like cheating on dude. And then there was drama with dude and her. I don't know anything about all this. This was all happening and I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And I am, I go and spend like $7,000, $6,000, something like that on all these prints. I just got them all made. Like I printed them and did everything I had. So I have sitting in my back room here, like all these, this whole set of prints. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, I got it. Like, and all of a sudden I didn't hear anything back from her. I was like, uh, and then I found out all this drama happened. I'm like, no way. I was like, she's gonna ghost me on this. So, and then eventually I like reached out to her management or something. And then they were talking to me and they kept like throwing me in a loop, like, oh, we'll release them this day. And then it turned into like, how about you release them on your website? And then it fizzled out. I was just like, this sucks. Like, and uh, so basically I just spent all this money on these prints and now I don't, you know she did that to me i don't want to release them i don't really want to like put those out there i don't like her like i don't even want to like you know i don't want to like post an image of somebody that i'm not cool with like that just feels weird mm-hmm. so so i'm basically just waiting until she dies and then i'll just sell them <laughs> or something because that's how i feel about it <laughs> yeah man that's what i mean about these la types they're always like it's like, uh, like I didn't do anything to that person. I was just a friend. Like, yeah. and the same thing with Mars Argo. I was just a friend. Like, and it's like they want to have like issues with me for what? I didn't even do anything. I was just like a good friend to them. I didn't do anything. Like, this, it it's just so stupid. Like, and especially to like screw me over on like a, a agreement, like a business agreement. Like, that was just like so low. And I was yeah. like, all right, like. I, I and I, I didn't get like too like bummed out about it. I was like, you know what? Like they're you know, approaching situations like that. It's like that will come back to them. And I'm not the only one that this has happened to. Like, you know, she did this to everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm just like, you know, that that'll come back. And yeah. it's like I know I put like good intention in that and it's like that's, you know, all I can do. Yeah. So, Dude, so, I want, um, so when, when you, the, the way that you make portraits is just like, the, you seem to just be able to go into an environment, find, zero in on exactly what is like odd or like kind of trippy about that environment and then put the figure in that space and then 
that figure also is like always filled with just the really sort of beautiful evocative like feeling as well and so i'm just curious like um how do you synthesize all this like in the in the moment is it um what's your process like when you're like on a shoot with people nice yeah so a lot of it has to do with like who i'm working with like i like to like work with people that i don't have to say anything to like where we can both just like kind of vibe and like we get into a environment or a setting and it's just like all right we both kind of just click and like whatever we create like turns out to be something special and same thing with a lot of like the like films that i've released and stuff it's like i my approach towards directing is uh basically non-directing like Mm -hmm. my approach is to not direct (laughs) it's like so it's very unorthodox but it's like to get that like natural organic like thing to come across in my imagery and stuff it's like that's kind of how i do it and uh i i don't know that's that's just you know that's the main thing is just like vibing with the person and like yeah you seem to be like a pro and hanging out like yeah, yeah, like virgin, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, never like I never, I don't know, I've never done anything like how it's supposed to be done. Like, and it's probably bad in some cases, but it like works out tremendously well. Like in creating like fine art and like you know getting what I want. You know. Yeah. No, I definitely think it serves to make authentic art. And I, I don't think yeah. it's bad. I think actually it's it's very good. I think you're on the right and like on a track that on a smart It's definitely it's definitely shot me in the foot though, like when I'm like working with certain people that like, you know, like in the music industry and stuff where they want it done a certain way and they expect it to be done this way, I kinda have to like go outside of my normal procedure uh-huh. and do things how it's expected and it I swear, like right now I'm like getting out of all that. I don't want to work with musicians anymore. Like, I mean, it, there's special like cases when, you know, I can, when I'm able to like do what I want to do. But mm-hmm. a lot of times they just, they can't understand me. And like they, like me, I, I would love to work with an artist one-on-one and like, and just create with them where it's like, these people want this whole production. They want, they basically want to see a production like they want all the yeah. crew people i've always worked alone and like been successful just making like doing productions alone mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe having an assistant or somebody help with the lighting or whatever but you know i got into this realm where it was like it was expected to like have this huge production and like i just was like doing things how i wouldn't do them and it really wasn't working out for me and it's and it's led me to this moment now where I'm like, all right, I'm fully just like saying fuck that. And I'm just focusing on creating my art. And you know, that's that's that. Like, I don't want to like be in that realm anymore because yeah. that, that realm sucks. Like music industry sucks, terrible. Like, it's just like, you got people in there, you got people taking advantage of everybody and it's like, it just doesn't make any sense and i've worked in that like realm for so long and like you know i'm not like saying i regret it or anything but i'm like it's just like after a while it's like i do not need to be there anymore doing yeah. any of that yeah it seems like an interest industry that amplifies itself like it hype like it's interesting to hear that they want this like giant production when you like work really well alone 
like they want to yeah. see the production that's like i can see how that is like, like an <laughs> ego driven type thing for yeah you know like where they're like oh this is how like Lil Wayne would have done it or something like it's that. It's like you literally just want to take a picture behind the scenes and make it look like you guys have this $50,000 budget when you're literally the cheapest people on the in in the in the world and it's like it's it's just like a lot of what you see is like so fake in the music industry and it's like it's just like it blows my mind I'm like and it's just an illusion like and then you got the whole culture feeding upon that illusion and it's like oh my god like it's just like it's so fake it's yeah. so fake but i i see that playing out through like all aspects of society right now like people yeah. are people are tripping right now <laughs> they are high yeah everybody 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 thinks that the yeah and you know i don't know even something something smart to say right now but it's just like where people we 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 are we're fed all these images constantly and we're we're consuming all these images so we start to believe that the image is real and that real life isn't real and like yeah. you know I think a lot of people are caught up in that yeah everybody's glued to their phones and this like quick content like what's next what's next what's next when's the next fucking crazy thing going to happen like you know what i mean it's like constant like just like little murmurs of just like bullshit and it's like nothing substantial is really even happening and it's like when something does happen that's substantial it's like thank god like somebody did something right finally mm-hmm. but, yeah well cool man we're hitting eight um you gotta go what's up uh i don't have to go okay yet i'm enjoying this conversation for sure i'm trying to think of other things i've always wanted to know um <laughs> <laughs> um so what you you've been talking now about um like resetting and focusing on your own work i i i mean now this conversation really colors the way i think of all the work i've seen from you but i'm still stuck on this thing that is like you have the ineffable thing that exists with artists where it's just like everything you touch is like trademarked by you and so i'm wondering mm-hmm. Is that something that's carrying is that like an impetus that's carrying on now into the next phase of your work um and is do you have do you have like language for that kind of that ineffable feeling that like seems to exist in all your images Yeah so this film that I'm starting to work on um I'm just like okay sweet I have an opportunity to direct a film so it's like this is an opportunity for me to like kind of translate everything that I've done into you know a movie basically so I'm like I'm looking at it like I'm about to make like the holy mountain you know what I mean yeah, like yeah yeah so I'm going into it like all right I'm going to make something like super special and as far out as I could make it without like <laughs> tripping people out too hard like yeah and you got to come back yourself do you know do you know much about the director Jodorowsky like how he uh, how he how he found his sets for El Topo and stuff like He like Man, I've I've always wanted to read his book and like just like research him more, but no, I I don't know too much on like the background of those he's things. A, he's like you should that like it would be good to look into because yeah, he's like he's kind of like this magical person where he's his he really used I've actually always just sort of felt that you're in his in his wheelhouse anyways, but like um you know, he 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 uses his artwork uh and his films to sort of explore this uh 
this like really just magical personal um I mean he seems to be doing esoteric magic when he makes films yeah, like, you know yeah. and and he really does he's it's backed up and 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 uh he came out of this he came out of this theater background I mean he's from he's from Chile and uh yeah he did he did uh, I forget I think it was some, I forget what the university was in France and I could be all wrong about this but he he's like really legit about like this artistic process that like exposes this sort of like higher level weirdness in the world and I don't know I, I'm kind of blowing it too just I haven't read about him in a minute but I used to be <laughs> obsessed with him and uh but the Holy Mountain thing or the um, El Topo which was his his first film it has him like yeah. in the desert with his son like he he would he was tr- he was trying to find like a good like good sets for this film and so he was just like out in the desert not sleeping and like started like hallucinating and that's where he like found these sets I guess that's like the narrative that is out there um that's a sub but yeah and then, I, yeah. I actually watched uh the holy mountain on mushrooms and i was like oh my god i fucking get it i get it and yeah i don't remember what i got but i <laughs> at that moment i fucking got it i was like damn he's a yeah. fucking master like, it's funny how that, that movie kind of ends where it, they're all like we get it but then they you're not even sure what they got either but maybe the mushrooms i don't to that. yeah yeah i think he creates like that's how i kind of create i'm like all right if I'm on psychedelics, like that's what my intention is in creating these things. Like, yeah, basically, like when you watch it, it's gonna be this. Like, even if it's a one-shot video, like it's still gonna end up being this, like you know, masterful like thing when you're on psychedelics. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, those yeah. I gotta get high and watch those tree videos you put out. <laughs> those trees are the, like the most. The most recent one I put out, or not the most recent, but there's this one with this girl uh, in a tunnel. Yeah, and it's in Detroit, I, right? Yeah, it's, it's like underneath Hart, Hall. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's it's I underneath like Hart Plaza, basically. And Hart Plaza is like special Stargate place. Hart Plaza is crazy. Like my friend wrote this. Stargate. He wrote this whole book called Stargate Detroit, and like it's it's a website too. You can go on it and read all the information. It's super oh. cool. But basically, it's like aligned with. Uh, the pyramids in Egypt, like everything, like the monuments in at Har Plaza, the Detroit River, the Nile River, it's all like aligned the same. Wow. And the bizarre thing about it is that, you know, it wasn't created by just one artist. It was like 30 different artists and architects that came together to do all this. Well, Detroit and, has a huge, I mean, I wonder, I want to read the website, but Detroit's got a huge Freemason community. Like, yeah, know, it's, a, it's a whole, it's a whole pentagram. Like, yeah, when you look at like the roads and stuff, how they intersect, it's like yeah. a pentagram, literally. Like, <laughs> so do you? So when we, on this, like, these are conspiracies that I kind of buy into the Stargate thing. Uh, there's like this narrative too about uh, we went to Iraq to uh, discover Saddam's Stargates. Do you know about this? Oh my God, no! This sounds interesting, though. It's crazy. It's like so. Um, I don't know. People speculate that the real reason for the Iraq War was that um, that Saddam Hussein had discovered these stargates from Nebuchadnezzar. The uh, I forget which century, but very early. Um, oh, Assyrian? No, not Assyrian. It's not Sumerian either. Who were the Who were the people in, in Iraq? I have to look this up real quick. Persian? Persian, maybe? No, no. It's uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, Babylon, Babylon, yeah, Babylon. Those guys. Um, he uh, he he was like his narrative is all. He he thought he was like the king of kings. He's like, he he has this like um, 
this mythology where he he went into he went he destroyed the uh oh what's that temple i'm kind of blowing it i'm kind of like reaching the end but there's uh the temp the 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 jewish temple that was destroyed in the bible i don't know um but basically fast forward um up to our time saddam hussein was like obsessed with nebuchadnezzar like he thought he was like the second coming of nebuchadnezzar and he started rebuilding babylon which is in in the bible they say once babylon starts being rebuilt that's how you know you're in end times so like this whole like like the christian fundamentalists in this country kind of like look at that moment as being like oh yeah okay we're gonna start we're starting the apocalypse now because they're rebuilding babylon yeah so there's like all this like you know high weirdness probably like fake conspiracies but maybe (laughs) about about how um you know the cia discovered like oh fuck they got a stargate we can't let them go and talk to higher dimensional beings like we got to go get that shit and that's why we went right like it's almost like this like other like hidden like war or not even war but like some hidden like agenda with like government and like you know i mean like who knows that shit's crazy there's this really cool documentary that i love that's super boring it's called there are no forests on earth or there are no yeah there are no forests on earth or something like that and it's like ridiculous like it's basically saying there were like giants here on earth that like basically mined earth of all of its elements and uh long story short it's saying like the mesas and like mountains and stuff are basically like cut trees and uh, it was from like a carbon era. So when things didn't uh, actually like, uh, um, what's the word I'm blanking out right now? Um, things didn't decompose in this time era. So they like hardened into rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saying like places like the Middle East, there's like no soil or anything. And it's like hundred feet below sea level. And like, wow. it's basically these areas were just mined of all its resources and shit. Like, even like uh, uh, like in Arizona, there's like a uh, what's what's it called when petrified wood? There's like a petrified wood oh, yeah. forest. But yeah. It's like trees never really like like that grew there in Arizona. Right. And it's like they're saying like those are just droplings of like trees that they were like taking like in outer space. Or oh some my shit. fucking god! Yeah, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's like weird. Do you know who Graham Hancock is? Uh-uh. I'll send you some of his stuff. He's he's a uh, historian. Or not, his, he's a journalist who, who covers, like, um, alternative archaeology, we could call it, I guess. But yeah. he's got incredible books laying out, like, his his idea that there used to be ancient civilizations, like, kind of like an Atlantis civilization and stuff. He makes some compelling arguments sometimes. And, I mean, there's a lot of unexplained things about Egypt. Um, like, the, you went to Egypt, right? You are at the pyramids, right? Yeah, yeah, last year. That's tight. The, the North Pyramid of Egypt, uh, the latitude of it is the speed of light. Yeah. I really, I wanted to go to fucking Egypt. There's a, uh, it's the largest mosque in Africa. And, okay, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. Like, basically, I was, like, super into, uh, like, Egyptian mysticism, all that shit. And I just searched my name and Egypt, and lo and behold, it's it, Katay was a city in Cairo at, in 836 BC. It was separated into three cities, and one of them was called Katay, and it was called like Al Qatay, but it's also Katay though. Like it says it right on their like tourist website and shit. So I was like, I want to fucking go there. 
and I actually got to go there and shit and it was like super fucking crazy it was like um I don't know just like go to that place I don't know if it has anything to do with my name but that's as far back as I've been able to like find anything with that name and uh yeah just like all that like mysticism and shit it's like I'd see like a lot of that type of stuff in my work like on psychedelics yeah it like like, comes up it's like weird how it'll if you just I think if you follow the if you really just like hone in and follow the like the gut when you make work and and make work like you do like on the spot and like really just let like natural processes play out like your artwork just starts to teach you so many things yeah you know like I've been so this oh go ahead sorry I'll just finish off since I've started drawing more I'm like my whole process has changed right I really leave it up to chance in a lot of ways about like what the work I'm making, but then you go back and look at it and just it's telling you so much about yourself that you didn't even know. It's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like the, it's almost like the unconscious like-ness in yourself is coming out like, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's kind of like what you see in detail. Like, and uh, you know, you might have a, uh, a vision for something but it's like all this other shit is like in it like and it's like the parts of you you know what i mean yeah and like your mind in a sense so i went to this place and i was all pumped i was like i go to this mosque because the mosque is the only like thing left of from that time period mm-hmm. and the people I, I got there like right before it closed and uh the people were like they didn't speak any english i was like my name is Kate. Like, was, <laughs> no one understood me or anything. I was like, oh my God. I was so pumped, though. It was so yeah. cool. That's um, awesome you got to go. Yeah, it was ridiculous over there. Like, the first day I was there, like, uh, like juggler, like a little fucking criminal fucking guy, like, approached me and he was, like, just being super nice. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, like, I was like, very cautious with it but he like showed me like a place to like find some food and shit whatever i just knew he was trying to make a couple bucks or something Mm -hmm. and i like ended up like hanging out with this dude and uh he ended up taking me to like where he lived like we took this like crazy taxi into the middle of the city and i was like oh my god i'm gonna get fucking like robbed or something something crazy is gonna happen but i was just like i was like just trusting i was like all right you know i'm gonna trust this situation and like all this and like it ended up being sweet i ended up going onto this like fucking rooftop and this dude like it looks like you know when you look at the middle east and like it looked crazy as hell like i'm on this rooftop with pyramids in the background and this dude like uh had hash and i loved smoking hash spliffs so he rolled up a hash spliff and i got to smoke a hash spliff there i was like oh this is fucking dope and uh yeah nothing bad even happened like he was just like actually cool um that's tight and uh i just kind of like took care of him a little bit i was like all right give him a little money because obviously that's what he does like Mm -hmm. and uh yeah he was like you want to come have dinner and tea with my sisters and my mom i was like i was like i'm a pass from like coming inside your place but (laughs) thanks though like i've seen enough like you're too nice you're scaring me wow yeah but yeah it was it was super cool like it was it was a cool experience and then my jewish friend flew out like the next day and then it was just like when i was out there with him it was like everything changed because you can't really be jewish in egypt like yeah it's like they don't like jewish people like and uh it just felt like everybody was looking at us like (laughs) i was was like this sucks like i feel like we're in trouble 
And then uh, we were we were moving hotels. We went from Giza to Cairo. And at the time it was like a civil unrest. It was like a bunch of shit happening. And uh, we got stopped at a checkpoint and they're like questioning us. They searched this Uber. We were in an Uber over to the to the next hotel and they like stopped and searched through all the thing. They thought I was a, a like a, a, a fucking like, like a news person or something. They thought I was like literally like, cause I had all these cameras. Like I had the camera that looked like it was like one of those like fucking reporter cameras and shit uh-huh. and or not like not like a news camera but like it just i had like too many cameras it looked insane yeah, yeah. and uh they're going through my phone and shit they had me there for an hour and i'm just like sweating it's so hot in this car i'm just like this sucks so bad and uh my friend's jewish and i'm just like this is just like terrible and uh, i thought i was gonna get like in trouble or something i thought they were gonna like be like you can't be here oh and i had a drone with me had a fucking drone and drones are illegal in egypt you can't even have one had a fucking drone luckily it was in my suitcase with my clothes and stuff they didn't like look in there i was like i was so paranoid about that i was like they're gonna fucking see my drone and just like flip like and i thought it was just illegal to fly them there you can't even have the things like oh my god i was just like oh my god we're gonna get in trouble like here it is and they kept us there for an hour and then they just let us go and after that, I was just like paranoid being there. I was like, sucks, like, yeah. just wanna leave me out of here. Do you find you're always that slippery? Like you're always slipping through situations like this? Man, it happened another time in Mexico, in uh, El Paso, Texas, by the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was with a friend on a road trip. This is in like 2011. We had a bunch of weed in the car that we were just like, it was just like weed that we were smoking. It wasn't a bunch, obviously, but like, I guess, you know, in Texas at the time, like it was enough to get in trouble and shit. It was like an ounce or two, like in a jar under the driver's seat. So we're driving up and I'm like, oh my God, like we, we're gonna go up on a checkpoint. I got all like scared, I was stoned. And it's the middle of the night, it was like 4 a.m. And we have a fucking sticker on the side of the car by the driver's window. This is my friend's car. He's got a sticker on there. It says legalized marijuana. And I'm just like, bro, we got to stop and cover this sticker up. We had another sticker to put over it. So we stop on the side of the road and we cover this damn sticker up and then proceed to the checkpoint. And they're like, where are you going? I was was like, we're going on our way to Houston. And then they're like, so why'd you stop back there? And I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh," I like fumbled a little bit. I was like, oh my God, this is it. And, uh, so they like they like pull over we want to search the car they put us in this like cement room detained us and i'm just like looking out and uh or they like come up to us like we know you dropped a bunch of weed back there how much weed is it why'd you you know and i was like oh my god and then eventually i was like i just or they came they came back with this little uh laminated roadmap and there's a little bit of weed that was broken up there because i was using it to break the weed up and roll joints and uh they were like where's the rest of it I'm just like oh my god they're just like pissed and like yelling at us I'm like shaking I'm like I'm like this sucks so bad and I finally just told the truth I was like look we stopped to put a fucking sticker over the glass (laughs) marijuana sticker and uh they then they put us in that room or whatever and uh I can like see outside and it's like seven of them and a dog like around this little like uh honda uh I don't even remember what kind of Honda little like race car fucking thing. 
mm-hmm. forget what kind of car it was is super small anyways they're like searching the car i'm like dude they're gonna find this weed so easily it wasn't even hidden or anything like it was just kind of like underneath like the front seat it wasn't even hidden it was just, that's where we were putting it yeah. and uh they never fucking found it like it was like they're like all right you can go and then they gave my friend the ticket to like paraphernalia or something i didn't even get a ticket and my friend ended up having like a warrant in texas like <laughs> that's like a match of honor <laughs> it was ridiculous and within 10 minutes of leaving that place we got pulled over again by a fucking for speeding or something my oh friend my got pulled over for speeding they just put the ticket on the front thing and and uh, he just let us go, but it was just so ridiculous. And I was like, they you didn't, know, even with the dog, they didn't find the marijuana. No, and and this happened on several road trips where it was like got pulled over and we had, I had weed on me, and it was like they'd find like a little bit and then be satisfied with that and then quit searching for the rest of it. I'm like, oh, thank God, like yeah, shit's Damn. so funny. They gotta legalize that shit federally. It's so annoying. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, funny times. Well, sick man. I that was a great conversation. I think we've come to the end. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Facts. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was dude. a pleasure. Yeah. Oh, there was one more thing. We can end on this. I want to okay. ask you: Do you have your thoughts, or do your thoughts have you? That's my favorite quote. Yeah. It's from like a. Uh, where did I hear that? It was from like some crazy ass like high tech dark psychedelic trance song and it was just like in the song mm-hmm. i was like i just heard that and i was like oh my god that's the greatest quote of all time yeah um yeah i guess the greatest question of all time i love it this is like really makes you think it's like a lot of people like i feel like their ideas aren't their own so it's like they go through life and like they have like you know perceptions and like judgments on people and it's like where is that coming from like is that like honest like is that yours or is it because of how you've been conditioned or whatever it's like i feel like people should like take a step back and like realize like what thoughts are actually theirs and like i don't know and just re-examine their reality i think it's a great question yeah me too man thanks for being an inspiration to us all my friend (laughs) thank you sir appreciate it all right (laughs) peace out dude all right man have a good night